0: Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast.
1: Come on to the theatre.
2: Hello, and welcome back to episode 47 of the Manx Theatre Podcast with me, Neil Callan. Thank you to everyone who's listened to our previous episodes. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome along and thanks for joining us. In this podcast, we like to try and keep you up to date with what's going on in theatre on the Isle of Man, chatting to the cast and creatives of upcoming shows to find out a little bit more about the shows and the people behind them, and also what our Manx born and Bred performers are doing further afield.
0: Coming up on this week's podcast...
2: I'm joined by two of the cast members from Two Feathers' upcoming production of The Full Monty. You can still listen to all of our previous episodes through all the usual podcast outlets and at manxradio.com forward slash podcasts. Whilst you're there, make sure to give us a like and click subscribe or follow or whatever it is you need to do to make sure you never miss an episode. Right, well since the last episode, I've been busy with all the performances of One Man Two Governors, which I'm happy to say went really, really, really well. I've just about recovered and the bruises have almost gone. Sadly, the houses weren't as good as a musical would have been for the same amount of performances, but that's a conversation for another podcast. Still, One Man Two Governors managed to elbow its way into the service player's top 15 productions, so that's not too shabby. Last week, after holding their auditions, the DCU released the cast for their February 2024 production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's Evita. There will be 10 performances, I'm told, and the roles of Ava Peron and the Mistress will both be split equally between two actors, sharing the lead role of Ava Peron are Lauren Molyneux, and Leah Carter. Matt Creer, last seen on the Gaiety stage as Jesus in the DCU's twenty sixteen production of Jesus Christ Superstar, will be taking on the role of Shea Guevara. Alex Tui will be portraying Ava's husband Juan sorry, Juan Peron. Thomas Ian Dixon will be playing Augustine Magaldi and Evie Scalacorn and Jade Ward will be sharing the role of the mistress. The ensemble is filled out with a lot of experienced performers and some of the best young talent coming up through the ranks. This is going to be a production to really look forward to. The Manx Operatic Society are currently advertising the various roles up for grabs in the auditions for their March 2024 production of Lionel Bart's Oliver. Auditions for Fagin and Nancy will be held on Sunday, the 23rd of July at their rehearsal halls below the South Douglas Old Friends Association on Finch Road in Douglas. The auditions for the remaining roles will be held over the weekend of the 1st to the 3rd of September. Check out their Facebook page for details of how to register and get your hands on the audition pieces. I've been quite fortunate in recent weeks to bump into a few people who regularly listen to the podcast. First of all, shout out to Mandy Griffin, superfan. You know, and it's nice to know I'm not just sat here talking to myself. I've also been contacted by Skip Chorus, who listens to the podcast on his daily walks all the way across the pond in South Carolina. Wow. With the surname of Chorus, Skip clearly has some Manx links and is coming over for a short visit for a few days at the start of September and would love to see some Manx theatre productions whilst he's here. So, if you're doing anything over those few days at the start of September, please let me know so I can talk about it on the podcast and also pass the details on to Skip. Thanks for listening, Skip, and I hope you enjoy your trip here later in the year. I almost forgot to say that the recording of Heathers, featuring the island's very own Ben Caron, is now available to rent and buy on Prime Video. I watched the other night and I must say it's a fantastic production. Make sure you keep up to date with what's going on between episodes by following Manx Theatre Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram and at Manx Theatre Pod on Twitter. We might even sign up for threads. Right, down to business. I'm joined in the studio today for the first time by Ben Heath and for the second time this year by Sue Tumman from the upcoming Two Feathers production of The Full Monty, which threatens to be this year's most revealing musical. So, Sue, welcome back. And Ben, welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Thank you very much. Gosh, that was hard work already, wasn't it? (laughs) That's that's only the intro. (laughs) Guys, welcome along to uh, the Manx Theatre Podcast. And we're here today to talk about the full Monty.
0: Yes, we are. 10 days to go.
2: 10 days to go. Exciting stuff. Absolutely. So, how are rehearsals going then? 10 days out?
1: They're going well. I mean I feel like everybody says that right? I mean does anybody ever come up and go it's uh, oh out? it's awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's a complete train wreck yeah. Yeah. No it is it's it's going well. It's it's at the stage where it's ready for an audience I think.
0: Yeah. We had a a pre dress rehearsal dress rehearsal or undress um, rehearsal. Last weekend yeah or the undress rehearsal as it is for the for the Monty 6. Um and actually that went surprisingly smoothly. Obviously, there's still a few tweaks and refinements here and there, but it's, yeah, and it's, then once you get into the very theater, it ups a yeah. level as well. It's ready it? for an and audience, then, put brilliant. it that way. great, okay, yeah. that's good.
2: Yeah, um, so it's it's running from the 15th to the 22nd of July. It is, um, and you've got two sort of matinee performances, or it's a slightly different than than the, the standard two thirty afternoon because it's not really an afternoon show, is it?
0: No, I mean we've got on both of the Saturdays we've got two shows and there's an early show which I think is at 5, five, o'clock. five yeah. o'clock and then there's a later show which is at 9 o'clock I yeah. believe. So yeah, it's 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 ideal actually because you can either go to the theatre and then go out later on yeah. and carry on your night or you can start your night and have a few drinks and some dinner and then go to the theatre after that. So it's really quite special and quite unique to to have those two shows on the Saturday.
2: Those evening performances then, the, the later performance then, once there's been a few drinks on board before the, the audience come in, is going to make for an interesting evening.
1: Yeah, we did one of those last time and it yeah. was a unique theatrical experience. I would yeah. say. It's definitely up there with one of the most memorable performances <laughs> I've done. Most, we were absolutely terrified uh, yeah. because it it definitely had it. Yeah, stepped up a vibe shall we say yeah so you were part of the cast then back in what 2014 when it was last done yeah 40 50 years ago something like that yeah. <laughs> it feels like it It yeah. feels like it
2: yeah i would I would say how does it feel to be doing it again now that you're a bit, bit older a bit stiffer but maybe that's not the best best choice of words no no <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean what doesn't get easier yeah. <laughs> 10 years later
1: no i mean it's good it, it's um it's Reassuringly, the same. We've got you know some of the same cast, but yeah. also some. The main the people. main
2: six are pretty much the same, aren't they? Except there's two guys that are two changes. Yeah. Yes. So John Craig has gone and we've got Nigel Thies in place yeah. and Liam Bean, who, you know, has moved to Manchester and he's been replaced by the wonderful Alex Maxwell.
1: Yeah, and it's great because I said it, it's it's kind of comfortable in the sense that a lot of the guys have been there before, but there's some new energies. And I was I was thinking about it in the car driving in, actually, you know, it, it does feel like a new show. Yeah. So I think that's always one of the things. Where, well, you know, I've seen it, I've been there and I've I've done it before. But actually, you know, even being even being in the cast, it feels like a different show, different forms. Bit of a and different dynamic bring, to it. Yeah, people bring different things to the roles, mm. you know.
2: And of course, you've all you've all grown and, and changed as actors in the last nine, ten years as well. So you've all sort of grown and improved, and you've prov- approached it from a slightly different angle as well.
1: Yeah, I mean it's. Um it's such a classic obviously you know coming from the movie it's such a classic yeah. that people understand that i think you have to be kind of respectful of it and not not mess with it too much but it's nice uh, as an ensemble piece of theater to kind of bring something together you know everybody works on yeah.
2: so this is it's, a, it's an american musical but it's based on the original film so there are some slight changes some of the names are slightly different but for most part it's, it's all it's all pretty much the same isn't it? it follows the same story as the film
1: yeah i mean i think all, all of the Big hitting moments are there, so everything that everybody would expect to see, uh, including the end, uh, is is there. <laughs> yeah,
2: and you do do the full monty, yeah. Huh? Uh,
1: apparently, so
0: they do. We've we've not seen it yet. We've not been um, subjected to that in rehearsals because <laughs> um, obviously it's um, very carefully um, and and precisely staged with some. Um, LX Qs yes. by the the wonderful Sarah Holland, who's calling the show. So everyone's staying firm friends with Sarah to make sure they don't upset her. Because Safe hands, Sarah, in the corner. Yeah, yeah, one one slight pause on that lighting cue, and it could um, <laughs> you know, it could, could prolong the a, agony for the boys on the stage. Just a fraction of a
2: second too quick and or too slow, and yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. putting some bribes together just to seal the deal, yeah, just to make absolutely. sure that she's, yeah yeah.
0: But yes, they does. very much do do the full Monty. I've yeah. had so many people say to me. Do they actually get all their kit off? And I say, yes, they absolutely do. And I think it's incredibly brave and, you know, really quite remarkable that the guys do do this because they will be playing to very full houses. Mm. The audiences will be, you know, they'll be full of energy and, and, and full of life. And, and the guys are going to take their kit off in, in its entirety. And I think it's a, it's a marvel, to be honest.
2: So you're both playing uh, Dave and Georgie,
0: mm-hmm.
2: who were played by Mark Addy and Leslie Sharp in the film. Two fantastic actors, are wonderful, wonderful parts as well. So Dave is is Jerry or Gary in the film, his best mate,
1: the uh, downtrodden.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Good word. Yeah, yeah,
2: downtrodden. Yeah, and he's he's a bit sort of self conscious as well because he's a.
0: Mm. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he does. He he has he has body image issues. Yeah, you know, and there, there there's lots of. Issues that do come through in the show, um, you know, whether that is around, you know, sort of self-esteem, financial difficulties, social status, gender roles, yeah, gender stereotypes. Um, you know, there's lots of those things. But, but the character Dave that Ben plays, you know, he has quite a quite a strong wife, which is yeah. is my character Georgie, and she's the one that's currently. Going out to work and and earning the dough, mm-hmm. and and that sort of impacts, I think, on on Dave's character and how he feels about everything in his life. Yeah, because he's not the breadwinner, and he feels he should be, and so he sort of starts to look at. Himself in every light yeah. and, and starts to become more conscious of, of of how he sees himself in the mirror and, and, and the role that he plays in his marriage to his wife as well. So, you know, there's lots of quite powerful stories that mm. kind of run through and threads that run through the show.
2: Brilliant. So, let's have a look at the cast then, Where we've got then. So, we've got uh, Alex Tui then is playing the lead role of Jerry. Ben, you're playing Dave his best mate. Then, David Cowley is back as Ethan, who is the role that was played by hugo spear mm-hmm.
0: he's he's yep.
2: the one that attempts to do the uh the running up the wall foot? yeah
0: that's right
2: has he actually been able to do it I mean, I know it happens. No, he
0: just crashes into the wall. He just crashes the, mostly into the wall. In, yeah. I mean, the last
1: time I saw it was however many years ago that was the last time. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But he tells
1: me, I think he's going to do a bit on it this week. So yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. He'll give it a, he'll sort it out this I week. I mean, you know he'll what right. he's like. He, he,
2: yeah. It'll be right when him. I get in the theatre. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You can worry about these things too much. I think.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so Malcolm, or is now being played by Alex Maxwell. Yep. Horse is David Castro, mm-hmm. back again. Nige Thies is taking over the role of Harold, mm-hmm. who was the foreman, isn't he? He was the foreman from the, from the factory. That's correct, yeah. And Sue, you are playing Georgie, who was Dave's wife. Yeah. Uh, Joe Dickinson is Vicky. That's right.
0: Vicky is Harold's wife.
2: Right, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sonia is Jeanette. That's Sonia right. Callan, sorry, is Jeanette. And Jeanette is...
1: Jeanette's she's a sort of a new role that yeah. comes yeah. into it. So she's the, the sort of the piano player, um, but she's really the one that kind of drives the guys all the way through the rehearsal right, process okay. yeah. and has all of these incredible long winded stories about all of the fantastic things that she's done. Yeah, um, and, she's, she's kind of
2: like their choreographer, she's musical sort of, director,
0: yeah, a combination of that and their manager and a little bit of a just yeah. an arm around their shoulders. She's she's kind of their their motivator and, and she sits through all the auditions and, and has a comment on all of them as well so, oh right yeah, it's, it's, it's a really quite funny role isn't it yeah
2: it is she's great and then we've got uh, Rachel Braidwood as Pam who is Gary's wife or Jerry's wife that's right and then we've got an, a number of others uh, we've got Jill Buchanan, Lisa Dancox, David Artis making a little guest appearance mm-hmm. Thomas McCleer, Nick Kane, Ben Gale, Beth Thomas, Johnny Fabrizio is he? He the actual stripper? He's one of the the Chippendales.
1: You're careful with your use of the word "actual stripper." I mean, <laughs> how dare how you? Dare you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, what, does, what, what, he doesn't <laughs> go the full month. No, exactly.
0: <laughs> what, what I mean is the professional
2: stripper that the the boys.
0: Yeah, discovered discover. I was, like was going to say come
2: across, but then again, that's just really not. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, he is. And and what's brilliant as well is actually it's quite a big role. Yeah, he's got is. a lot of dialogue. He's had to learn a lot of lines for this. So uh, whilst you know. Janny's very easy on the eye and his physique is absolutely incredible. That's what he does for a living. Yeah. Um it's not it's for him, it's not just a question of coming on the stage and taking his clothes off. He's got a lot of dialogue and yeah. he's doing the acting and you know, he's really thrown himself into it.
2: And that's not something that's
1: sort of natural to him either, I suppose. No, no, not at all. There's some really nice sort of ensemble pieces in there Mm. as well, aren't there? Just little characters that kind of drop in. And so, you know, everybody gets a a moment. um, Some some absolute stealers in those. I'd imagine
2: during the sort of the audition scenes, then clearly there's some some nice little cameos for some of the boys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, Nick Kane's playing the role of Reg, and he has a, a, a very awkward stripping moment
2: <laughs> is that the one that's just like really slowly just unbuttoning his shirt absolutely and absolute gold the yeah, shoes yeah. It's, and the socks
0: it's a real and... it's a real show stealer um and also Lisa Dancox plays the role of Malcolm's mother uh, right. aging mother and she just has us all in stitches every time yeah. she, there's a very sh- brief scene that she has an interaction with with um Alex's character Malcolm um and it's just hilarious it's incredible yeah, yeah. it's really really funny so there's there's lots of Really good moments. She's
2: a comedy powerhouse, Lisa. Oh, she I, is. I can imagine that's going to be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then other other sort of people there on the list, and we've just managed, mentioned Johnny Fabrizio. Uh, we've got Stuart McLean, Daniela Clark, Andrew Dayton, Kelly Firth, Bob Harrison, Olivia Helmer, and Jordan McCormick.
0: Yep, absolutely. And the the girls, um, sort of Jordan and Olivia and Danielle and Kelly, they're sort of doing lots of the um, sort of dance routines that are in the show because there are quite a number of, of routines and yeah. they, they've they been, you know, a real injection of... of
1: legitimate dancing talent. Legitimate to dancing <laughs> time. Ta- and and, yeah, and youth happens. and beauty yeah.
0: and all <laughs> exactly. of those wonderful things. So, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're fabulous. They're all really great.
2: Brilliant. So this show then is being directed by David Artis. It is. Um, and he's... I think he... Did he direct this last time? Yeah, he did. He did, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's got a couple of musicals under his belt now. He's, he's got quite a few pantos with... Um, with Dreamstar Star yeah. mm-hmm. under his belt, so um, it's a slightly different route again. Back in for a full, full blown musical
1: for him. It's great working with him because I think he approaches it very much from from an actor's perspective. Yeah, mm. so that's you know really nice. I uh, know sometimes when you work with directors and because there's a lot going on, there's a whole production to you know to pull together quite quickly. That mm. kind of. The performance and the acting approach tends to drop away because it becomes a, a logistical operation. But you know, David's right there up until the end with us, making sure that the performances are you know stay true all the way. So it's it's been really good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, he's he's
2: a very generous actor as well, isn't he? He, he gives a lot. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Along with missing pages of dialogue and just making it look like it's your fault.
1: It's a skill. <laughs> it's a talent. You know, and, use what you got. Yeah,
2: and the man gets away with it so often. It's it's. It's unbelievable yeah, um, Alex
1: Alex he has a bit of that as well yeah. I mean, it's definitely Yeah, he does this look And he goes, yeah, it's you It is you <laughs> Come on, it's you And then, yeah, that's it so.
2: yeah, we, A few of my friends, we refer to it as pulling an artist yeah. It's when you go so spectacularly wrong But then look at someone else And then the whole audience looks at them And they go, ooh, have they gone wrong?
0: Oh wow! Because there's okay. no response. Yeah.
2: There we go. I, he did it to me in a pantomime. I am like I don't even have lines in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in this scene. <laughs> just calls you on. Yeah, I just walked on by accident. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So going back to the back to the story then. So it's it is the group of guys being made redundant from a steel mill. Yep. That's still much the same. Yep. And then they meet. Well, I suppose most of them they come from the same factory, haven't they? So they already know each other. But they sort of meeting up together in the dole queue and the the job club, trying to find themselves a job. And that's how it. All starts and then Jerry and Dave stumble across the Chippendales down the local working men's club and Jerry has this wonderful idea of Hey up, lads.
0: <laughs> yep, absolutely. And and answer. you know, Dave needs some convincing. He's not altogether sold on the idea. No. Nope. Um but yeah, slowly but surely they recruit what are, you know, now affectionately known as the Monty Six yeah. into their little gang. And yeah, the story is very, very um, you know, in line with with what you see in in the movie, um, and all of those kind of nuances and tales unfold as we go through it. So, but it's it, it's also supported by some fantastic songs. There's some really lovely pieces that um, you know may not be familiar to people, yeah. um, but you know, there's some really nice really nice music in the show.
1: Stuff to be humming as you leave the theatre.
0: Yeah, some proper earworms. Yeah. And also some quite moving numbers as well. Yeah, there are there's yeah. a couple
1: of surprises in there actually that you yeah. wouldn't
0: expect.
2: I mean that's it with with the film though as well. The film is, is the same. It's not a, an out and out comedy. There are some some really touching and some sad moments in there as well, obviously with the the trouble with his ex-wife and yeah. his son, but yeah. then also the death of Lumper's mum and yeah, all those yeah, kind yeah. of things as well, so it's
0: It's 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 quite, you know, it's it's a comedy at heart, but it is it's gritty. Yes. There are some real sort of um, you know, sort of challenging issues that that all of the characters in this in this musical face, um, and I think it's pulled together quite sort of sympathetically, and and is very relatable mm-hmm. to, to to people, whether you whether you're male or female. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you can certainly relate to to the characters and the different things that are going on in their lives throughout this this musical. And
2: I, I suppose one of the one of the big things is that a, a lot of people out there would think. Oh it's a show about strippers so as a man going oh, I wouldn't bother going to that but I guess it's not it's it's a, it's a it's a family it's a show not a family a family show it's a, it's, a, <laughs> it's really it's far not a from, family show far from a family <laughs> show um but as far from a family show as you can probably get to be honest but um yeah. but it's it's a show for for everyone really yeah
0: it is a show for everyone and and we really would love to dispel that myth that it is just for for women yeah. now that will there will be a, a dominance of of women in the audience there's no doubt about that but we wouldn't want the chaps to be put off coming to see the show because yeah. of the fact that not only is there some great acting and some, you know, some great character roles in there, it is funny. But there are some, you know, plenty. Like I say, plenty of stories that everyone can relate to, um, and it, you know, it's it's gritty, and there's 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 something for everyone in there.
2: I thought for a brief second there were going to be plenty of young ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Well. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's not going to say no. <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Manx Theatre podcast with Neil Cullen.
2: Ben, this being is your first time yes. on, on the show. Let's um let's find out a little bit more about yourself. How did you first get started into theatre? What was it that, that that first got you going?
1: I first started at school like a lot of people. Um back when I lived in the UK. Um and I uh yeah, I mean I, I was lucky we had a uh, I went through a couple of schools and they all had really strong good drama programs and they were all led by actually really great head teachers that had sort of a passion Um, because honestly there wasn't much of a curriculum within drama at that stage it was really you know what you know what the head teacher would put together um so you know right from when i was in in infant school and reception they would put on quite you know quite big scale productions Mm -hmm. and i kind of got the bug from that i suppose and then uh, moved over here when I was yeah year nine about 14 or 15 and then kind of came into the this really developed culture uh, of theater um, at that time and yeah started in peel at centenary Center and then peel was, pantaloons exactly peel pantaloons representing oh yes <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then later I started yeah all the greats all, all the, the greats, greats yeah. started peel, yeah <laughs> um, And then, yeah, and and, and did some productions over here. And then I I left for for a while and kind of, I guess, put it on the shelf uh, Mm -hmm. for a bit. And then it was lovely to kind of come back to it later on and return and get some opportunities, you know, later on down the road. To get your kit off. To get my kit off twice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's mainly the nudity. so (laughs) (laughs) So what would you say
2: was your sort of your first sort of main role that you got
1: I can't remember the name of the character, but it was the, the from the snowman. I was the boy in the snowman. You know the one that runs around in. I think he's just referred to as
2: the boy. The boy. Yeah. So it was oh. the boy. Yeah, yeah.
1: I wore a dressing gown and ran around the school hall, and that's really all I can remember. But uh, I guess that was the first. Yeah, proper part.
2: What about as a uh, as an adult then? As a first one as, a,
1: as an adult, I do you know when I came back, the first big show that I did was Monty. So yeah. I, I came back from London, and yeah, that was the first sort of show that I came in and auditioned for. Um and I, I I just came in for sort of a general audition not coming in to do to do Dave. And they obviously took one look and thought he'll be all right. And said, yeah, that, that'll work. So um yeah. I'd come for horse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was the first sort of I guess yeah. But when while, was when remember. was Scrooge then? When not Scrooge, um Oliver, Oliver you played Fagin. Oliver, don't test me on dates because I'm absolutely useless at it. It was a few years ago. <laughs> Pre-COVID, I don't know. The youngest Fagin in town. The youngest Fagin in town, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's probably my, my favourite role. I absolutely yeah. adore playing that part. And it was, you know, great, great production and a really sort of dark version of it, which was, which was great because it's sort of the, the darkest telling of the story that I've Because yeah. it can be... Oliver can be so many different things. It yes. can be super light and fluffy and all running around with handkerchiefs or it can be like this version of it and we were all in, you know, really dark deep victorian john comblage exactly. he, he does a
2: good dark gritty story regardless of what it is he can always mm. find the darkness and the grittiness in there yeah
1: and there's again there's like so many different ways to play the character as well so to um yeah to get a chance to play with it, into work with john was yeah it was great it was a really good experience.
2: And it's scary to find that the majority of those kids are now in their mid-20s exactly <laughs> exactly you walk past them go
1: yeah i mm, okay <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> would not you yeah okay yeah. <laughs>
2: Okay, so here's, here's, here's a newer one that we've had, uh, and okay. this one can be for you as well, Sue. Okay. Uh, what is the strangest or funniest thing to go wrong on stage that you've hopefully managed to keep from the audience? Although sometimes it may not necessarily be that easy to, if it's gone that wrong.
0: Well, mine was actually earlier this year in Young Frankenstein. It uh, certainly wasn't, wasn't particularly strange, and it certainly wasn't particularly funny, but... Um, I was um, doing a scene. I came off the stage, and I was then having to get onto the shoulder of uh, Jeff Pugh, who played the monster. Pugh Hefner. So yeah, Pugh Hefner jumped up on the on the chair, and as I went to launch myself over his shoulder, the back of my dress zip <laughs> just went. Mm and it became completely undone. So I jumped off the chair and the wonderful Jude Fullerton was there at the ready, trying to sort of get it all back together. And um, we just didn't have enough time because it was super quick. Yeah. So I went on the stage with a gaping hole in the back of my dress Fantastic. and my enormous show knickers <laughs> Lovely. sort of showing at the at the back of this dress. And, and uh, Jeff had to sort of Lay me down on 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 this sort of bench on the stage, and I just thought this dress is going to come off any second. <laughs> um, so yeah, that and was not
2: choreographed to do that way.
0: Yeah, that was that was quite quite a moment. Um, but apparently nobody noticed. Wow. So it wow. was just. Just the billowing breeze at the back of my dress that was noticed by me. So was i probably Jeff, to be fair.
2: Had had the zip broken or did it just 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 come open? It, and... it,
0: it had broken and it had to all sort of get sorted out and they had oh, to wow. you know the wardrobe team were amazing and and fixed it all latterly. But yeah, it was um it was quite the moment.
1: Wowzers! Just... Yeah. Ben? I, probably in uh, 42nd Street uh-huh. uh, last year, yeah. I, my brain decided to <laughs> randomly sing the word porridge. And <laughs> I remember <the> this. <laughs> I remember this. And frankly, it terrifies me to this day because I have absolutely no idea <laughs> what's happened. It was in Shuffle Off to Buffalo, wasn't it? It was in Shuffle Off to Buffalo, which was really the only thing I did in the show. I mean, it was <laughs> like two and a half hours of prep to go on to come up the trap and sing this song. Yeah, And I'm supposed to sing, now that we've had the Rice of Flowers... And my brain decided to see now that we've had the rice and porridge. And nobody was more surprised than me. Well, I sort of looked out to the audience and kind of went, I don't really know what's what's happened there. And we got through the rest of the number, but I, I would not like to say that I don't think the audience noticed because I think everybody in the room went, did What? He, did he just say porridge? Yeah.
2: I remember so, Emma, Emma Emma tell me about it. She yeah. was like, "How on earth How is he going to get himself out of this?" Uh, yeah,
1: and <laughs> and the musical director, Alvin, came and said, "What what happened?" I, went, I I do not know. I cannot tell you. I was in absolute fear for the rest of the run because it happens once you're gonna go what's your brain gonna do to you next? Coming over the track saying, Don't say porridge, don't say porridge, don't say porridge. Don't 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 joke, (laughs) don't joke, that's exactly what we did. Don't say porridge, don't say porridge, (laughs) don't say (laughs) porridge. But then you're more likely to say porridge than fucking Don't say Porridge, don't say porridge, (laughs) porridge It's like what will he sing tonight? (laughs) Who who knows? Yeah, but I don't think I'd convinced anybody, everybody went sort of yeah, (laughs) porridge So let's see what he'll say in this show. What what better reason to buy a ticket is there than that?
0: (laughs) Absolutely.
2: We had we had a bit like that back in two thousand and four with Greece, and uh I had a line that was about wanting um, to put a cheeseburger, and we just changed it every night with every show. Got told off for what I was saying wasn't appropriate, and then <laughs> had to think of something different the next night that was almost a little bit too far. Brilliant. <laughs> okay, <Yeah. laughs> um, what is the best
1: or worst costume that you have worn? Oh, easy, toy maker, dreadful costume in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. I remember you know when you you first do a dress rehearsal and everybody comes out and they see everybody in their costume the first time
0: everyone goes oh my god
1: you look amazing oh it's gonna be great i came out in my toy makers uh, costume and everyone went oh that's a shame (laughs) that's a real shame (laughs) never mind then it was so it was (laughs) lilac lederhosen lovely oh um I was just, just awful. It was just awful. I begged for it to be changed, and it wasn't changed. Please, please put me in anything else, or give me an apron or something like that. But no, that was
2: it. I think I remember that now. Yeah,
1: yeah it's etched into the yeah, yeah, the mind. It was, it was really, really awful.
2: I bet the best costume we've worn
1: fagan easily yeah yeah it was rowan atkinson's costume oh wow so, uh, it was the one that he'd used in it he had his name stitched in it <laughs> so yeah it was it, it was an incredible oh, cool yeah it was yeah. it was an absolutely incredible piece of costume it has like five or six layers to it and it was all sort of built up with a big yeah. hunch, and yeah, it was amazing absolutely amazing
2: i wore a shirt in sunset boulevard which was had been worn by one of the clerks in in the producers i'm like this is the closest i'm going to get to being in the producers <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sue, <laughs> so, what about you? Got any costume? Um I, I think yeah, that I mentioned it last time, the curtain outfit in the sound, yes, the sound of music. Yeah, it it was it was undesirable, I have to say. Not my favourite. Not your favourite. <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay, so here's here's another one then. So what is there a new show or a show that's that's new to you that has a part that you'd love to play but you now can't because we are the wrong side of forty?
0: Um can I say I'd like to play Matilda? Yeah, yes. Are <laughs> you <be> great Matilda? <laughs> yep. Yeah. If you could do a grown up version. You know they always do junior versions yes. of productions. Yeah. Wouldn't a it be senior, great we, to do a senior I think you're version? Onto something there. Matilda Senior. Oh yeah. That would be me. Yeah. Yeah. Now no, would,
2: I, I, I would the adult roles then be played by like senior citizens, or would you have like the adult roles played by children? I don't know. I think bizarre... we
0: need to brainstorm oh, this. Say, it needs to be thought out. Let's get a whiteboard and some chunky pens. A
2: three-foot trunchbull yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I said before I'm, I'm ready to play any role. Now I'll go on. I don't care. Just get <laughs> me on. I'm ready. I'll play
2: Matilda.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that I can say
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here's an interesting one for you, then Ben. And this is one probably coming at you straight off the off the cuff, though. But it's a gender swap question. Yeah. Which role would you play of the opposite sex if you could?
1: Um, well, I don't know if it counts. But I've I've always wanted to play Trunchbull. So mm. I mean I know that's technically mm. played by a man. So I yeah. don't know if
2: it really counts. But nah. um, I, because it'd be the, the same thing would apply then to um, Tracy's mum in Hairspray. Yeah. yeah. It's a female role, but always played by a man in drag. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think Mrs. Lovett would be fun.
0: Yeah. 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 See, that was my choice. Yeah. See,
2: Mrs. Lovett. Yeah, it's such a great meaty character. It's yeah. so much to to that part. It's brilliant. It.
0: I
1: mean, yeah, I think it's better than Sweeney. I think it's, it's the better part than Sweeney. Yeah. So yeah, no, Mrs. Lovett. I'll go. I'll go with that one. I'm,
2: I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of, of Annie. I've never really been a fan of Annie. I don't know what it is about it, but it just makes my skin crawl. But you could play it. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of Miss Hannigan. <laughs> Yes, because nice. I've seen some. There are some like some pre- productions recently where like Craig Revel hall would yeah. few yes, people have, have played Miss Hannigan and drag- Jack. Oh, yeah. well, Paul O'Grady did it as well, didn't he? So, but yeah, that would be that'd be an interesting. Yeah, role. that would make it bearable, I think, because <laughs> <laughs> Miss Hannigan is brilliant, isn't <laughs> she? Okay, so I think guys, we are almost there. Because more importantly, you guys need to get to rehearsals. That's that yes, it do. is. Yeah. It is that time of, time of night, and you've only got ten of them left to go before you open so but before we go our spotify playlist i said spotify then didn't spotify. i our spotify playlist porridge
1: <laughs> porridge there we go yeah i'm <laughs> just okay, yeah, struggle now. let's, now let's not turn that into a thing please i beg you <laughs>
2: <laughs> our, spot- our Spotify <laughs> porridge um, So we came up with this uh, back in 2020 After the first big lockdown And we decided to come up with a playlist That was kind of like the ultimate musical theatre playlist yep. Right now we are rocking on to 78 tracks on this playlist It's about five and three quarter hours worth of music And it's it's quite quite varied it's mm. quite quite eclectic the, the mix now Neil King and I when we first set it up we put 10 songs in each because no one wants to listen to a playlist with two songs in it because mm-hmm. that's short and boring and then every person that's come on the podcast since then has added a song in of their own uh, we have had a couple of people now that have managed to get a second choice on there but some of the options that we've had uh, Emma Callan my, my good wife she chose the Overture from West Side Story yep. she wanted something from West Side Story but couldn't settle on any particular song and West Side Story, The Overture, is a proper old school uh,
1: 45 Overture Forty five minutes
2: long. Forty five <laughs> minutes long and has every song from the show yeah. in it. So mm.
1: it's a good call, yeah. Yeah.
2: It had them all, so she, she went for that. Um let's have who we got. So Tony Eccles chose When I Grew Up from Matilda. There we go. Yeah. Uh Jeff Pugh, Pugh Hefner, he chose You'll be back from Hamilton. Alex Toohey chose He's My Boy from Everybody's Talking About Jamie. Yeah. Oh way. what a song.
0: That would have been my yeah. choice.
2: David Artis chose The American Dream from Miss Saigon having played the engineer that's that's not not a surprise and Jordan McCormick chose Wouldn't It Be Lovely from My Fair Lady yeah classic. so Ben what song would you like to add and and is there any particular reason why
1: Well only because I would really like to do it I'm going to go Smell of Rebellion from uh, Matilda for sure Ooh, lovely because I think it just goes so many crazy places in one song it's got such a variety to it
0: um Mm, great choice that
1: yeah um i think it's good to have a, a lighter one on the list as well
2: yeah give us a bit of variety brilliant okay right so The Full Monty, then, is at the Gaiety Theatre from the 15th to the 22nd of July. And on the first and last night, there are two shows with an early evening matinee at 5pm and the main show at 9pm. If you've not done so already, make sure you get your tickets from villagaiety.com or by calling 600 555. Ben and Sue, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Wish you and all the cast of Full Monty all the very, very best for the show. And Sue, no doubt, I'll speak to you again in a couple of months for the next episode.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for having us. Thank you very much.
2: Cheers, Ben. Thanks, mate.
0: You're listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast.
2: I'll listen. The charity that supports young people's mental health are staging a concert called Young Stars of Man at the Gaiety Theatre on the 27th of July. The concert will feature some of the best up-and-coming youth talent on the island, including the current young actor of Man, young singer of Man, the junior young singer of Man, young magician of Man, the youth bard Hadassah Smith, guild winners the Manx Youth Orchestra and many, many others. The show will be compared by Jack Divers, who will no doubt be singing a few songs along the way too. And this proves to be a great evening's entertainment and it's supporting a very worthy charity too. The DCU Choir, which formed after last year's production of The Hunchback of Notre Dame, will be performing two summer concerts on Saturday 15th of July at 7.30pm at St Peter's Church in Onken, and on Sunday the 16th July at 2.30pm at the Aeronaut Centre. Details on how to get tickets are available on their Facebook page. Then, in just a few weeks' time, Taylorian Productions are back with a staging of Kinky Boots the Musical. Once again, on the middle Sunday of their two-week run, I are presenting Sunday Night at the Gaiety, which will be a variety show involving performances of songs from some of your favourite musicals performed by some of the island's best performers and me. We will be catching up with a few members of the cast of Kinky Boots in the next episode. Well, with that, we bring episode 47 to a close. Thanks once again to Ben and Sue for joining me today on the podcast. We wish them and everyone involved with Two Feathers' debut production of The Full Monty all the very best. Remember to go and book your tickets by visiting the Villa Gaiety box office, the Welcome Centre, VillaGaiety.com or by calling 600 555. Remember to like and follow our social media pages to get notifications of upcoming episodes and events. Don't forget to check out our Spotify playlist by searching for Manx Theatre Podcast* and that's all one word. There's almost 80 tracks and over five and a half hours of show tunes there to satisfy your musical needs. If you have any events that you'd like us to talk about or promote on a future episode, you can contact me through our social media accounts or by email to manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. All that remains is to say thanks for listening and I hope you join me again next time. I've been Neil Callan and you've been listening to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Goodbye. The Manx Theatre Podcast, taking a look behind the scenes with Manx Manx
0: Theatre.